All right, guys, we're very excited to welcome our next guest to the show for the first time. You know his excellent work from Morning Combat with friend of the show, Luke Thomas, and his analyst work on Showtime, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, and more. Brian Campbell, welcome to Submission Radio for the very first time. I feel like it's tip to tip to tip. Three tips, like the three tip musketeers. <laughs> welcome, man. We've been, we've been wanting you on for a long time. That sounds erotic in all the wrong ways. I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I did want to say uh, Mutual Admiration Society. I see the fantastic work you do. I've seen Luke on your show, John Anik, all the people I love. So uh, the numbers you guys are pulling in, they're they're they're. We take notice of that over here in the uh, in the U.S. We're, job well done to you guys. A lot of thank love you for so you much. guys as well. Massive fans of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and I was going to say thank you so much, Brian. And to keep with the theme, everybody remembers their first time. So <clears throat> hopefully it's a memorable one for all of us. <laughs> You're, over You're over there in Miami right now. And, man, let me tell you something. There's a lot to unpack here because the slogan poll, Floyd Mayweather, Fight is about to go down. Uh, just a few hours ago, the guys had a stare down. And I'm just curious, Brian, what did you make of this stare down? Because I was watching it on a little mobile phone and I, as I was running to go, grab a coffee before our recording session this morning. But it kind of looked to me like Logan kind of set in a little bit for Logan Paul, what he sort of signed up for. I kind of saw a little bit of more seriousness in his face before he put on that sort of smile that he hides behind sometimes. Yeah, a, a perfect observation. It did go from zero to serious in a hurry. And obviously, when you're talking about, I mean, like, we've never seen. Everyone keeps saying it. We've never seen an event kind, you know, exactly like this before. And it's fueling a lot of what we're talking about. Are all of us coming in here, you know, completely honest and saying, "Man, this could be a 50-50 fight." No, this is not one of those things. It's a <laughs> spectacle. Anyone can win this spectacle, but but we know coming in what it is. But even within that, even within the storylines coming in of gotcha hat, was Floyd really as angry? Is he going to get Jake next? There's all this other stuff lingering around this fight. Yeah, when they actually went, you know, nose to nose to close uh, today's media availability at the Versace mansion, it, it got a little icy in there. You know, I mean, I didn't feel that per se because I was under uh, gratuitous Ver Ver Versace robes and sweating my face <laughs> off. But uh, it was a little bit icy from the standpoint of like, yeah, fun and game's over. Now it's serious. Now, you know, you are crossing over into the into the boxing game. You're, you're stepping through those ropes and it's not a YouTuber on the other end. So I like the intensity from both. I like the how dramatic the size difference looked, which is obviously, you know, with the six inches in height, four inches in reach, 18 years in in uh, in youth. I mean, there, there's certain advantages here for Logan Paul. We can't overlook. Now, again, does that does that mean anything for Sunday night? You know, you have to decide to pull the trigger or not, uh, depending on what you're expecting. But uh, I think for Floyd, he didn't like being disrespected, of course, by the brothers with, with the thing May 6th, uh, with the gotcha hat and everything that went on with that. And I think it was his way to show, like, Fight week really just started, right? Like, this is for real now. And uh, uh, come on, man. I, I, You know, me, I like hot dogs and pro wrestling sometimes. This felt this felt good to see. I liked it. Yeah, 100%. By the way, we love your, your sit-down or stand-up, I should say, with Logan in Puerto Rico. You flew out there. You flew out to the gym. And um, for me, it was, it was the most insightful chat that anyone's Ooh. had with Logan. You really kind of see what makes him tick. I think you accomplished your goal, which you set out sort of at the start of that video. And it's interesting kind of how he sees it as more like, I want to be the best entertainer. It's not necessarily, of course, he wants to win, but it, it, that's not really the end goal for him. So in some ways, you can kind of look at it and say, well, it's not that he's winning the fight, but he's kind of winning in terms of achieving his own goal. We just, uh, we're just we just used to seeing it in such a different lens that the winner is who wins the fight, 
Whereas for Logan, that's not really the goal here in a sense. That would just be icing on a, on the cake. Um, but I wonder, what was the biggest surprise, if any, that you sort of found out about Logan, you know, in your time speaking with him? So I like that that was your takeaway right there, because isn't it interesting? The tail end of Floyd Mayweather's career, in which he made it all about that O, and to his credit, good God, he got to 50-0. and o, He beat the game. He walked away Ooh. on his own terms. But, you know, down the stretch of that, we, we were seeing, like, Floyd's a little bit more interested in carving out his own unique legacy than trying to, like, go down as number one pound for pound of all time. He can call himself TBE the best ever, but he wasn't chasing Sugar Ray Robinson or Muhammad Mm. Ali. He was trying to only set records within the scope that he was trying to do, be the richest athlete, put on the must-see events, and never lose in doing so. And again, tightrope walk to pull that off. Logan Paul's is different, but I I like how you picked that up. He's not taking the fight game nearly as serious as, let's say, his brother, Jake Paul, who himself, of course, we know just signed a deal with Showtime Sports. They hyped the the fight he's going to have in August against Tyron Woodley today Mm -hmm. at a separate location. Jake's the guy through three pro fights who is trying to uh, force his way through your TV screen and say, I'm for real. I don't care if you think I'm the, you know, Kimbo Slice of uh, of boxing. Like, I'm for real and I'm going to prove it to you. Logan is more like, is this just a win getting this far? I mean, you do have to give him that. Uh, self-made star, marketing machine, you know, dominates social media, dominates so many things that he puts his hand in. You could argue it's an incomprehensible win just to get to this point to draw Floyd Mayweather into a fight. Now, that doesn't mean he's packing up and taking a Zell before the fight happens. Obviously, he's going to try his best. We don't know what his strategy is. Does he have a puncher's chance? I mean, you know, they make betting odds for a reason, right? Like, we, we know what we're getting into here. But in that regard, I don't see this guy necessarily in boxing for life. I think he has some kind of calling to be, you know, an entertainer that can literally check off every single box from the standpoint of singing, you know, mm. uh, acting, everything. And then he also wants to be like a inspiration because, you know, he's seen the low the low lights before. He's had some really bad public controversies that have that have shooken him. So he he's trying to let's say, you know, be more focused in what he's trying to accomplish, which is to entertain. Hey, you can't you can't get more entertaining than this. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Farce or not. Uh, there's something special that's going to happen in that ring on Sunday night. And I think that, you know, you're seeing socially the numbers are adding up of people that do care about this at the end of the day. Mm. You spoke to his trainer as well over there at Puerto Rico, Milton Lacroix, And he seems like he's got a game plan, like you mentioned just now, where they believe they can win that fight. But also, if I'm being honest, it feels like Milton is kind of enjoying being, you know, a part of this circus act a little bit. And it's a little bit of a wink and a nod. Every time anyone speaks to him, it kind of seems like he's like, just having, it's, it's a little bit like, I'm having a little bit of fun here. Let me just have some fun. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Is it really a benefit to Logan being taller and longer? Because thinking about it, it almost feels like it's easier for Floyd to walk him down and you use his abilities to work on the inside. A guy that's not used to using a jab and working on the outside, and we've seen it happen like Stefan Struve, for example. Huge guy, was never able to pick up the ability to work off his jab. Was never really able to keep, get the ability of keeping people a distance. Was never able to utilize that length. It's hard to imagine that someone like Logan Paul would be able to pick up something so tricky against someone like Floyd Mayweather, do you reckon that's a detriment? And what do you think that game plan is? You know, this is the first I've heard somebody sort of suggest that as a possibility. And I think it's a very interesting statement to sort of look into further. And I'm going to go on record and say, like, I feel like these guys are playing poker, meaning Floyd's team, Logan's team, in in terms of obviously what their real strategy is. I mean, 
we had you know Floyd Mayweather on set by the by the pool at the Versace Mansion. He's saying, <laughs> "Oh man, you know I'm I'm not really gonna train that hard. I don't I haven't really seen this guy fight before. None of us believe that, right? I mean Floyd knows what he's getting into. You don't go 50 and 0 without you know mastering and managing every tiny detail. I think on the flip side is true for Milton Lacroix, uh, the trainer of of Logan Paul, who's using. His, uh, I don't want to say 15 seconds of fame because he's built a name in boxing mm. before this, although he's not a household name mm. by any means, did guide Shannon Briggs to a piece of the heavyweight title in 2006. So, you know, he's done some things. He's using this to just sort of say crazy things. To me, what's crazy? Logan's got a better jab than Larry Holmes. We're going to go out there and outbox him, and then we're going to flip the switch and make him quit. I'm not believing what anyone's saying here. So, uh, you know, they could work on the jab all they want. Logan's not going to win this fight with a jab. Uh, it's the same thing that we talk about in a way when Floyd was fighting Conor McGregor, even though it's completely different in terms of their actual fighting skill sets and the matchup and the size difference. Uh, we said, well, what if Conor can come in there with the puncher's chance? What if he can create chaos? What if he can foul, make it dirty, just do anything to get Floyd off of his job one, right? Outside of Marcos Maidana, like who's been actually able to make Floyd uncomfortable in the second half of his career when he's controlled all the terms? And, you know, even though Conor in his own way was, was fair, more competitive than a lot of us thought, he also tried to outbox the boxer and Floyd Mayweather. Canelo tried that against Floyd. I don't believe for a second Logan Paul, who's been boxing for three hours, is going to try <laughs> to do that. But do I believe, guys, that he's going to do what maybe Connor should have done and make this an absolute shit show, part of my French, and hold and foul and lean and do everything he can to, to not let Floyd have any advantage, whether that means, you know, space to set up his punches or just to be able to keep up with a crazy pace against a younger man. I hope that's what we see, because if that's not his game plan, he really does have no chance at the end of the day. Yeah, 100% agree with you. And by the way, uh, no need to apologize. It, it's Australia. You can swear as much as you like, Brian. Make yourself <laughs> no. comfortable. You know, they tell me, people tell me, I don't know where are you guys are in the in the great island nation there, but uh, people that I know from Melbourne, they say not only do we have the best coffee in the world, but if you, BC, if you got a taste of Australia, if you, if you just rubbed it on the gums a bit, <laughs> you'd come to realize that you don't need to ever go back to the States. Now, that's interesting right there, right? I think if you took a knife and you stuck it in a, in a Australia and then you, uh, you know, you taste it a little bit, you'd say that's the good stuff. It's 100% pure. So we'll, we'll welcome you here wow. <laughs> any anytime you like. It's, it's, it's the Miami bag. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to Miami of the Pacific Rim. Got it. All right. Coffee's not all that we have here, Brian. But I was going to say, uh, with with Floyd, you know, we saw him kind of carry Conor McGregor, or at least that was the big take that he sort of carried him through the fight just to make things fun. He let Conor kind of punch himself out, and then he turned it up in the end, and he took him out there. Um, do you think we see a little bit of that here against Logan Paul, just to make this more fun? You know, more. Uh, j just to not kill the spectacle before it begins, or do you think we see Tension Floyd, who just goes in there and takes out Logan almost instantly? So it's funny that you mentioned the Tension Nasakawa fight from uh, what 2018, uh, when when Floyd went down to went to Japan and fought, you know, obviously the much smaller fighter. We were talking to Leonard Ellerby during today's interviews, who's obviously Floyd's, uh, you know, right hand man and, and CEO of his promotional company, and he said, you know, the game plan wasn't to do that against Tension earlier at all, you know, until later in the fight. But two things happened: Tension came out very aggressive. And then Floyd kind of snapped and turned into the fighter that he is and got him out of there. Um, I don't think we're going to see a repeat of the Connor situation, which which was really smart. I mean, Floyd made Connor look great. 
he also was really smart to say, okay, let me let me just wait back just in case this guy's better than I realize, right? Just in case he's hiding all these skills. Let, let's give him a window to try to show us what he's got and tire himself out. Genius. Um, I think the longer this fight goes, you know, maybe the messier and sloppier it goes. I think Floyd's got to get a knockout here, and he will get a knockout. I think maybe he uses a couple rounds just to make sure himself that he doesn't run into anything, that things don't go bad. I mean, you know, Floyd is always, now when we're talking about against elite competition, he's the master of using the first three to four rounds, sometimes earlier, uh, to take a snapshot, not mm. throw a lot of punches give away the opening rounds, and then say, okay, I figured out what you do well. I'm going to adjust my timing, my distance, my everything. I'm going to take it away from you, and I'm going to pick you apart and dominate as you get more tired. I mean, that adjustment's going to come quick against Logan. So I think Logan, if he uses the aggressiveness that we believe will be his only chance of doing something, and, I, and again, I don't think he has to get a win. I don't even think in his mind he believes he, got, he needs a win, right? Like, again, what we're talking about earlier, just Logan Paul getting here is a – you know, social media-wise and pop culture-wise, it's a monster win. I think there's wins with him that come even in a loss if he can have one punch land big or have some modes of, of comp, you know, competitiveness. But at the end of the day, when he steps up the aggression, Floyd's going to counter him clean. And I don't care how big he is, Floyd's still Floyd at 44, and he's in great shape. And his punches, you know, even when we always talked about that his punching power at welterweight and junior middleweight, you know, wasn't great but it was accurate as shit. And, you know, if he turns your chin, I mean, I think there's a reason if you go rewatch the final third of that Manny Pacquiao fight that Manny was a little too content to box. Why? Because he was getting lit up with lead hard right hands, you know, from the southpaw stance. So uh, I do think that we see just a little setup carrying, and then he's got to deliver that blow. And I'll tell you what, look, you know, if I had Luke Thomas, my partner in crime here at Morning Combat that you guys know well sitting next to me, he'd probably choke me. And then I'd probably take a crack at the pink pants you wore in public today. Like, who had hey, that? You guys looked great, man. You guys. I mean, who had I'll that? I was like, is this Brian and Lick? What is this? This is great. This is so but much if fun. Luke heard, if Luke heard me say, I'm excited about the pro wrestling storyline <laughs> angle to this situation, right, he'd kill me. He'd neuter me on sight. <laughs> the fight's not fake. But you can't deny, guys, that the build to Logan versus Floyd is straight out of WWE. Mm -hmm. Jake Paul parachuting himself in the middle of it, love him or hate him. I am very interested to see. Are we gonna have a Rocky Four type moment if he not, you know, if he knocks Logan Paul the hell out? Does Jake come running in the ring with the hat and give it back? I mean, what happens next? I care about this. Maybe it's the, the factory town I was born in under power lines, but I care about this stuff. Jake Paul's under the ring with a steel chair. You never mm. know what's going to happen. Um, just quickly as well, I want to get your thoughts on. We want to get your thoughts on the pay per view buys for this, but just quickly, what do you how do you compare Logan Paul's mental warfare to Conor McGregor's mental warfare? Because it's interesting. Floyd Mayweather is one of these kinds of guys that. It doesn't seem like anyone can rattle him. It's kind of like he's kind of like a steel box and he just doesn't take stuff in. And then when it comes to fight night, he perfectly kind of plays the heel. Like if, if a referee doesn't separate him and an opponent cleanly, like he'll still try and knock that guy out. If there's a little area that he can win in, he'll do it. And then he'll kind of play like this, like, oh, what did I do? Like, I'm an innocent <laughs> guy. What are you doing? I'm smaller. I'm older. Um, how do you think Logan Paul's been doing so far with the mental warfare? And do you think he'll have any trolling opportunities during the fight that he can take advantage of? That, see, that is interesting. It's funny because one thing I asked his manager when we talked to him today was, okay, let's say you do pull off the impossible. 
I'd love to see what your social media plan is for like one second after that happens when you flip the world upside down. I mean, you guys obviously have a chance to create great moments, like I mentioned, even not in a win. But I don't think, you know, obviously there's not the same intensity of Maymac. And, and let's really look back on that 2017 fight as, you know, like the perfect storm of how those two came together because to the non-discerning eye, yeah, you could really talk yourself into a McGregor's chances of being either comp- not com- you know competitive or at least dangerous. And mm. you know you could argue the theater again that we did see. Did Floyd carry him? Did Conor overachieve early? You know, there's a lot of layers there. You can rewatch it yourself and figure that out. But Conor owned the build to that that four city tour while Floyd like they you know competed <laughs> well. Those first two stops, LA and Toronto, were like art. It was like performance art, right? You know what I mean? The second two stops were a little flat tire-ish or maybe too much going on. <laughs> but uh, Connor sold two things perfectly. One, that he's crazy and confident enough to possibly pull off that upset. And two, to let Floyd know. Uh, it was almost like Muhammad Ali on or your Cassius Clay on, you know, Sonny Liston type stuff, that I'm a different breed. Like, I'm an animal and I'm coming for it. I don't know if that spooked Floyd. Probably not, as you saw by how it went <laughs> out. But, you know... That sold the people a lot. Logan didn't sell this fight like that. He got either lucky or was helped out from the Jake side. They got their moment. They got their WrestleMania moment there with the with the gotcha hat. It was fun, viral, intense enough. I mean, they got that moment. That's what sold this fight. I don't really think Logan is even selling it enough to what he could do of, I'm so much bigger than you, I'm going to crush you, because it's not his personality. His personality, as you may have seen with the interview I had uh, with him for Showtime Sports, is kind of to make a joke at the end of each sentence and make Mm. you not realize he's as smart as he actually is. Yeah, That's not going to help him, per se, in this fight, right? That's why you see Floyd, I think, so relaxed. I don't think he sees the threat outside of the physical potential threat that he's going to probably sidestep pretty quickly. So, you know, I haven't really seen a Logan Paul who got in his head. I think the best thing Logan's done is shown how how much he's not afraid of the worst case scenario. He gets meme culture. He's a big part of, you know, clowning people and being a self-proclaimed troll. He is prepared 100% to get splattered if he has to. And you need that attitude and mentality to step in there against Floyd. I mean, I've seen world-class champions step in against Floyd and something would happen, whether it's uh, the weigh-in or something in Mm. fight week or, you know, looking at touching gloves and you're like, they're not ready for this. They're Mm. not ready for this stage. Because when you fight Floyd, it's different. Uh, Dude, I'm not selling you on Logan Paul's boxing ability. I will sell you that he's ready for this moment and this stage. And there aren't a whole lot of hell, a lot of people that can do that. I'm sorry, like there really isn't. That could willingly and have the guts to throw themselves into this and then try to portray, look, I don't care if I lose, man. I'm going for it. This is my moment, and I'll take my hat off to him in that regard. He sold me on that, but I don't think he planted any seeds of fear in Floyd. Yeah. Also, I like the question that you asked him about the misconceptions about uh, Logan himself, and he said, "Oh, that I'm that I'm a dumb guy," and he kind of made this face, and he 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 he. Uh, turned up the volume on the dumb when he said it just to emphasize the point that like I'm kind of finessing a lot of people and I think he came across very smart in that interview if you if you read between the lines you know some of the stuff that he was saying like oh I'm not impressed with tension and I'm not impressed with Connor that was just kind of you know fluff but I think he he is a genuinely smart guy and uh, you know as his business can you know attest to he clearly is um what do you think the pay-per-view buyers do for this? And it's going to be kind of hilarious that, uh, I mean, hilarious, but also expected. Like you look at some of the top quality, you know, combat sports events and what they do. Ooh. And then you've got this, which is just a spectacle. And it almost reminds me of like, um, 
what was that celebrity boxing, you know, that claymation show back in the day that was just like really ridiculous. <laughs> celebrity deathmatch. Celebrity yes, deathmatch. Yes. This is like the real life version of that. Um, what do you think the pay-per-view <laughs> buys would be? Okay, let's try to figure this out, all right? Jake's coming off what was reported to be a big performance under the Trailer Fight Club banner against Ben Askren. They claim they did a million and a half. No one really followed up on it. No one knows if we can believe it. That's still a pretty damn solid number, but that's with one A-side. Ben Askren's not selling that fight, right? You know, he might get combat sports fans into it, but he's not selling that fight. Now you have two absolute A-sides in Logan versus Floyd. So it's hard to put, um, you know, a ceiling on what that potential is when Logan... Fought Paul, sorry, when Logan Paul fought KSI, DAZN carried that fight, and they didn't give numbers, but they said, you know, obviously it was worth it. We did huge traffic. We got what we expected from it. I mean, there's certainly, I think the, the, there's certainly potential. Luke Thomas and I talked about that today. He said, you know, maybe one five, one six. I said, no, I, I feel like more. I think, I think the number uh -huh. that they should that they're, that they're fighting for is two. I think they can get to two because of the freak show aspect of it, because of the. Logan Paul has what, 29 million subscribers on YouTube and like 100 million subscribers overall or something. You know, he's done, I don't, I don't know how you calculate someone doing 800 billion views or mm. I don't even know if that's a thing. But obviously like this is a new tier of the of the audience that doesn't come to boxing often. I don't even think as many came to the, the Askren and Jake Paul as obviously they will to this because two A-sides there. Um, I think two million is the floor. Uh, can they do three? I don't know. But can they compete with May Pack or May Mac? I don't think it's at, you know, you need that competition level or, or at least the, the, you know, the, the, the hint of it or the what if element of it. This is Puncher's Chance Celebrity against Floyd. Only I'm not really sure, and this is what's weird, who the public's cheering for to get knocked out most, right? Floyd's Ooh. normally that yeah. polarizing dude who's like, yeah, pay to see me get knocked out. Bro. You're going to watch, <laughs> you know, you're going to watch 12 rounds of boxing from the outside and jabs. Um, is like is, guys is Floyd the babyface here? I can't figure it out. I think you're still getting two million, and that that man is that bold? I don't know. People love a car wreck, man. People love the shit out of car wrecks. It is what it is at the end of the day. Middle, you ever know, guys have ever been to Middle America? They love this shit. <laughs> well, let me tell you, dude. Maybe this is one of the things that Jake is actually shooting for. The fact that when you look at all-time records in pay-per-view of combat sports, you've got Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather up there with like. Logan Mayweather Paul. Pacquiao. I mean, sorry, Logan Paul uh, Mayweather up there with like Pacquiao and up there with, you know, Conor McGregor Mayweather. And it's and done Conor and Habib as well. Conor and Habib. And it's done basically off one press conference where the guy takes someone's hat. No world tools. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in COVID and also an older Mayweather. It's a pretty crazy accomplishment. But let's talk about his brother real quick before we let you go, Brian, because uh, Jake had that stand down with Tyron Woodley before. A bit of a different situation with Jake, like you mentioned. It kind of looks like he's not taking it more uh, seriously, but he's kind of taking a more serious path towards it. He's slowly building himself up, and Tyron Woodley's quite a challenge. Former champion. What did you think of the stare-down that they had um, just a few hours ago? Did you take anything away from it? I really saw a pretty confident Jake Paul. It looks like Tyron was a little bit lost towards the start of it, but was able to sort of salvage a little bit towards the end, kind of, got into the groove a little bit more than he did at the start. You know, it, it had an intensity level, right, that even Logan and Floyd don't have because, again, Jake was the heater in that feud too. Uh, look, Jake is 
he's more serious, like I said, about you wanting to believe in him, and in, in he wants respect for the hard work he's putting in. And like, look, these guys are putting in the work. If they, if you have any question about that, I mean, they are putting in the work, sparring with you know legitimate guys, real trainers, all that. But I like the intensity of this stare down. It shows me that this is going to be a fight. And here's the deal about this bubble. We're calling it the Paul Brother bubble. But it's really like the celebrity boxing bubble. And, you know, there's been little, like, remember, I don't know if you guys remember, like, in the early 2000s, Fox in the U.S. had the celebrity boxing series, like Screech and people from TV. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. love the, I mean, for that season there, people love the crap out of that. But how do you sustain it? How do you get more than, you know, one or two fights from the Pauls? They got to be fun fights where people aren't, aren't sure who's going to win. And I think they have this with Woodley. I think this is brilliant matchmaking where I could give you a lot of reasons why Jake Paul should be the favorite. Yet Woodley's an actual fighter who uses his hands, you know, arguably more than anything else. No, he just can't, he can't threat and takedowns to use his hands, you know, like he did against Robbie Lawler. But, I mean, he can he can punch, and he's a fighter. It's not Ben Askren with a bad hip and never had any hands. I mean, it's a little, you know, it's a step forward. It's not going to be the fight that's going to um, answer who Jake Paul really is. But damn, is this a better step forward than his mm. first three. I love it. And I think the best thing here for Jake Paul and Showtime, you know, for as long, again, as this bubble will last, is they're kind of going after the right crowd unfortunately, and you guys probably talk about this all the time, as you should, like, Woodley's outright saying, I'm going to have the biggest payday by far of my life. Mm. And I think, Which is kind of sad. You know, Good, but sad. It's very sad. But I think it's going to lead to him going to go in there, and he's either going to get a knockout or get knocked out. I mean, these are going to be willing B-sides who are coming in there for this giant payday. They love the spectacle and the platform to finally get the crossover recognition that they don't feel like maybe they... They did that. They missed with the UFC if they didn't get it, the push they wanted. And we can argue, Tyron Woodley never got a push from Dana. I mean, it was mm. only only it was largely a negative push. But I think that's going to lead to these guys thinking Jake Paul's a lot easier than he is. And then when they go for it, that's how you get knockouts. That's how you get fireworks. Um, I like Jake Paul in this fight. I also think he could lose this and has the potential to be a war. And at the end of the day, like, we're not going to keep coming back to Floyd versus Logan, right? It's a one-off special event. Yeah. Would we like Floyd Connor too? Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of get into that. Would we like other potential things? Yes. But, but we want to see Jake Paul challenge. We want to see him actually have to fight, not just lay a guy out. And if this is that fight and it builds to bigger things, like, there is a market there. It's going to be short, but there's a market there. A lot of people are going to make money. I, ho I hope I'm one of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speaking of making money uh, or saving money, I should say, if you're using an old rusty razor to trim your balls and make your sack look pretty, throw it away, stop cutting yourself, stop bleeding on the bathroom floor and get Manscaped's Lawn Mower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market with its skin-safe technology. It will never cut you. These guys spent 18 months engineering how precise it can be and how gentle it can be, but also giving you the best closest shave on your sack. They're giving it away with a 20% discount using the code SUBMISSION, and that is available store-wide to so any other things that you get. Uh, the Shed Travel Bag, they've got uh, nose hair tweezers, they've got other things that'll make you smell great and keep away any bad odors. Use the code SUBMISSION, 20% off on manscaped.com, and uh, be a brand new man. Isn't that right, Dennis? Man, there's nothing like a smooth pair of balls when you watch your favorite show, Cast. And thanks to Surfshark VPN, you guys can do just that. Check all the favorite shows, movies, uh, content from all around the world. And you know, here in Australia and New Zealand, you can't access all the sexy shows over there at HBO Max and all over the place. Sometimes the movie here comes out by the time it's already been out in America for 25 years. We just got Beverly Hills copy here yesterday. So make sure to jump onto Surfshark VPN today and get that 
83% discount and three extra months for free with the code word submission. Just go to surfshark.deals forward slash submission and enter the promo code submission now. Get that crazy deal. Watch the NBA playoffs. Watch the boxing. Watch the AEW Dynamite, the pro wrestling, your favorite shows that have been discontinued. Catch it all thanks to Surfshark. And also, Cass, while you're saving money, why not make some more money? Because is there anything more satisfying than watching an underdog knock out his opponent? I don't know, Cass. I think that this weekend with this Mayweather poll thing, I don't know which side you guys are falling down on. And by the way, it's going to be on Monday here in Australia. But this is your chance to experience that feeling if you put your money down. Plus, it's the NBA playoffs, like I said. People are losing left and right. It's hard to predict what's going to happen. Go to my bookie today, sign up with code word submission, and my bookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. Bet, win, get paid only at my bookie. Mm. But just going back to Tyra Woodley and this uh, Jake Paul fight, I, I feel like with, with Woodley, it's, it's like the perfect fight for him, right? Because he his stint at the end of the UFC was just not good at all. And you think, geez, what are the offers going to be? Like, is it going to be Bellator or one? Like, surely he's not going to be fighting for titles. And now he's getting this massive payday. Yeah. And you got to think the MMA community is behind him. Do you think this is probably the biggest uh, babyface moment that Tyra Woodley has had in years? Because he was pretty, I don't even know if polarizing is the right word. I just I think he was not very well liked in it, throughout his whole title reign in the prime of his career, and he's probably going to be the most liked now. And uh, I'll I'll double prong this one also. Uh, do you think that this potentially leads, if Jake can beat him, to Jake versus Floyd, the 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 you know to avenge avenge Logan Paul? Yeah, yeah, great question with details there. Uh, yeah, this is this is Woodley's babyface chance. I haven't thought about that either. I mean. You know, he never got the Dana love. Even when he was the champion, Dana put him down, which that matters. Like, that, like you know, it starts at the top. People tend to follow those narratives that get put out there. I'm not saying Tyron wasn't difficult to work with or whatever. I wasn't behind the scenes. I don't know. But Tyron was also the underdog. Remember, guys, in like nine consecutive fights, including almost all of his title fights? Mm. So there was always this belief that, like, he wasn't that guy. Only, uh, you know, I, I always want to hold up the, flat, you know, the, the sign on the street corner and say, Tyron Woodley's career, uh, career his uh, Walter Waite title reign is a lot better than anyone will ever give him credit for. I mean, mm -hmm. it's one of the, the better title reigns, you know, in, in, in the last few years from that stretch. I don't think he gets a lot of love in that regard. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for him to get this moment. I, you know, do I want to see him get splattered? No, because it feeds into that narrative that that the the end game for all UFC fighters is eventually selling their name and maybe their soul for a boxing loss. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Francis Ngannou beat Stipe. And now we're talking about getting him into a fight with Anthony Joshua, like enough <laughs> of that crap. I don't, I don't want to see that at all. Uh, the Jake element is interesting. I asked Jake Paul, is there unfinished business with Floyd? He's like, absolutely. I'll see him again. I'll fight him. Maybe the promotions didn't really want to answer. I think that fight could very well happen, but I think we're going to know Sunday night if that fight is next, meaning if Floyd wins like we think he should, like I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm waiting like anyone else, like you would at the end of a wrestling pay per view. Is Jake gonna run in? Oh God, is that the Undertaker's music? No, it's Jake Paul's. You know, if we have an incident, it would make sense why Showtime would fight, sign him to a couple fight deal. Why Floyd would be, you know, and it would make a lot of sense. But I don't think for Jake that's his real end game fight. Would he take it? Yeah, you're damn right, he would take it. He says it's Conor McGregor though, and I'm wondering. If that's even in play, I mean, if Conor loses to Dustin, that could be, a, you know, that's back-to-back big-time losses. That could be the kind of uh, motivation to, to press pause for now and go out and make some money and look good again. 
Are, are we slow long slow long playing a a Jake Paul? I mean that that'd be a, if those that would be a <laughs> massive fight. I'm not even sure what that fight would look like because Connor's so much smaller. So I'm wondering if uh, if if even if we get to that point with Dan and company just join in and say yeah yeah we'll take our cut. Go ahead, we'll take our cut. We'll do this. I don't know, but uh, you know I'm the guy that that eats this stuff up, and I'm kind of interested long term to see where this goes. Dude, for sure. I mean, he was going to box uh, Manny Pacquiao and you're like, um, I can box Jake Paul and I can make more money doing it. I think I might take that <laughs> opportunity rather than fight Charles Oliveira for like 20% or 10% of what I would make fighting Jake Paul. But who knows what's going to happen with that? Uh, Brian, I feel like this is the most important question for me in this interview. So I want to kind of finish up with this. It's a big debate. What are the Paul brothers for like what do they mean for boxing what do they mean for combat sport on one side they come from youtube you know you could argue that logan you know doesn't deserve this opportunity to fight a legend like floyd um they kind of haven't gone up through the rankings and haven't had their 50 amateur fights and their 20 pro wins to get to this level on the other side they're out there talking about fighter pay on the other side, they're giving these guys opportunities who are sort of towards the end of their run an opportunity to make a good amount of money. And on the other side, they're bringing attention to a lot of undercard fighters who maybe people wouldn't have checked out normally. I mean, where do you sit on it? Are the Logan Paul brothers, the Logan Jake Paul, are they good for combat sports? I think they're great for it. And I and I get, and I, you know, and you could even pull video of me, what, three months ago saying, you know, Ah, oh, this Jake Paul Askren stuff. You know, I just uh, I didn't like it. Why didn't I not like it? Well, it, maybe it was the represent the presentation from Triller at the time, which was sort of crapping on its own product through comedy. Jake going to Showtime Sports shows to me that he's you know he wants his career to be taken more seriously. Are these guys in for long term? I mean, we don't know. They're gonna have to climb a big hill if they want to be in it for the long term. If you told me that Jake Paul's ceiling is Kimbo Slice's MMA career, you know what I mean? Even that, it, you know, could be a leap. Mm. And that's only so far in terms of legitimacy, although Kimbo really showed his toughness. He's a true fighter, and I love the guy. We all know that. But I think the, the problem that we've had in this build is that hardcore boxing, the, the traditionalist, the old school, and believe me, I am a card-carrying member, even if they sometimes <laughs> want to take away my card because I hang out in the MMA game too long. But uh, they're like, get this shit away from me. Guys, this is a rising tide raises all ships thing. It really is right now. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, active change, like Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford, they shouldn't be trying to get into fights with the Paul brothers, and they're not. But this is an attraction. It gets fans that are not boxing fans that would have no business, including young ones. You could potentially, inst- it doesn't take much. Here's the thing about boxing. It, it, you know, Max Kellerman used to always say, like, it's actually everybody's favorite sport. They just don't know it, right? Like, if a fight <laughs> broke out on the corner, it was a tennis match on the other corner, as Kellerman likes to say. Like, you're going to be at the fight. We want to like boxing. Sometimes we just need something to hook us. Over time, will boxing break us, break our heart, rip our wallets dry, and let us down? Mm-hmm. Repeatedly, it will, okay? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just it is what it is. You know, that's what you either stay or, or you go. Uh, I'm staying for now, but... Uh, they're great for this right now. They're going to bring attention. They're going to get people excited about pay-per-views, and that's going to lead to the same people watching Wilder Fury 3 and Gervonta Davis on Showtime pay-per-view and name the next big fight coming around the corner. Um, it's not going to last forever. You don't have to put on the Logan Paul t-shirt. You don't have to love all the antics and stuff. But to act like this is staining, it's just staining boxing, really? How much lipstick can we put on this pig? I love this game, but you ain't staying in boxing any day of the week. All right, somebody got a, a guy in a parachute could fall into the ring at any point. All right, and we'll just go, 
Yeah, we've seen that before. That's boxing, right? <laughs> you're trying to bite off a guy's ear and cop it. I mean, come on. This is <laughs> the mob brand boxing. Does it still? I don't know. I don't want to find out. <laughs> like, enough with that crap, all right? The They're not going to be here forever. But, yeah, cash in while you can. You don't have to watch it. What did Mike Tyson say? If you don't like that, turn off your station, all right? Buy the pay-per-view, then turn off your station. I love it, man. I love it. I love the energy, guys. Make sure to follow Brian on Twitter at B Campbell and Instagram at Brian Campbell and catch the Goat Show Morning Combat every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, hosted by the legends themselves, Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell. Make sure to check out Brian's interview with Logan Paul before this big fight uh, this weekend, man. It is a fantastic and very insightful interview. And, dude, what a lot of fun, Brian. Uh, I look forward to uh, already the next time you're on the show. This is the first of many, I believe. And thank you so much. For, for giving us your time, man. Thanks, guys. Pleasure chatting with you. Love the energy. Maybe we can talk Jeff Horn someday, okay? That's how I get down to <laughs> <Yeah. Love it. laughs>